The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's keeping you from being the best you can be? Whatever the issue, you can clear that obstacle and come out swinging. Welcome to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. On today's show, we will feature guest experts who can bring you the tools and ideas that you need to take the next step to your personal success. Now, here is Dr. Linda Sanicola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, our topic is overcoming adversity, and my guest today is Dr. Carolyn Sakai. She's an expert in that issue. Let me tell you a bit bit more about her. She's a clinical psychologist who was formerly chief psychologist at Kaiser Hawaii Behavioral Health Services. She's deployed on trauma relief missions to New Orleans and Rwanda. She is an authorized trainer in thought field therapy. She has published articles on thought field therapy, EMDR, and domestic violence, and her book, Overcoming Adversity, How Energy Tapping Transforms Your Life's Worst Experiences, a Primer for Post-Traumatic Growth. Welcome, Dr. Sakai. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Dr. Sanicola. It's, it's my pleasure. And, you know, I, um, I realize I've been using EFT in my practice not all that long, maybe five or six years. But as I look on this, you're a pioneer in energy tapping, are you not? Yes, thought field therapy, which was uh, developed by Dr. Roger Callahan, is the original. So it's the grandfather of all the energy tapping techniques. And he trained Gary Craig, who subsequently developed the offshoot uh, EFT, emotional freedom techniques. Yes, so that's been a... Right. And um, how they, did you get interested so early on in that? How did you have the, the wisdom? <laughs> well, actually, I was, as chief psychologist of Kaiser, I was going to be working on developing our behavioral medicine program where we're taking our mental health practitioners right into the health teams to work alongside the doctors. We needed to have some quick and efficient tools to be able to move uh, clients very quickly through sessions and to empower them with maybe more things that they could do to help themselves because we would have to have rapid access in the medical clinics. So I had researched everything that was available and then I came across thought field therapy, which it sounded... Uh, Intriguing, but I thought it, it, it sounded a little too good to be true, so exactly. I went to study with uh, developer Dr. Roger Callahan, and that's how it started, and it's been just phenomenal because it has been uh, really a godsend in working with all manner of things. It's just, even today, it continues to amaze me what it can work with. Yes, I would certainly have to agree with that. And and when I first started using it myself in my practice, the first time I used it was sort of a, a more out of desperation than anything. The situation that I was in was quite escalated, and I thought, well, I've you know learned this new technique, and I'll give it a try, and we'll see what happens. And the results were quite astonishing. And I thought, can that be true? And indeed, it has been. Yes, it's been amazing. And that's how Roger uh, Callahan, who developed it, uh, started in desperation, too. He was treating a woman with a severe water phobia, and he had been working with her, I believe, for almost a year and getting systematic desensitization, getting her gradually less afraid of the water. And then uh, in desperation, because she said, no, I can't go closer. You know, they were trying to get her closer to a swimming pool. And she uh, said, I can't. It just makes me nauseated. My stomach churns. And he had been reading and studying about 
acupuncture and acupressure. So he just in desperation remembered the stomach reading. So he said, well, try this. Tap under your eye. And to his amazement, she said, oh, that that queasiness and that nausea and that turning is gone. And Mm. he was able to have good results with working with her after that. It's, it's fascinating, and, and I was so excited when I, I recently read the um, a review of your new book, and it, it coincidentally, I had a, another experience at a, um, a workshop that I was doing, and, and someone had told someone else, oh, well, you know, you've had this pain for three weeks, you know, go talk to Dr. Santa Cola, she can do this, and they made, you know, funny tapping motions, and it'll go away, and I thought, oh, good, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> so the the girl said to me, oh, you know, I probably do need long-term therapy, and I said, well, let's just see, see what we can do, and, you know, I tapped with her a couple of rounds, and it's gone, and stayed gone, and when I had that experience, and it was right after that that I read the review of your book, and I thought, oh, I need to talk to this lady, and we have to continue to try and get the word out of what a useful technique this is. Oh, yes, and it, 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 I think it's, it's something that will now become more widespread now that we have the SAMHSA um, approval for evidence-based practice for mm-hmm. thought field therapy. Right. And as um, if we can talk a little bit more about the specifics of your your work, and I know that you, you think that crisis and adversity can increase our strength and our resilience. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes, I think we have, when we have crises, we have adversity, it has us focusing on what we may need to do to cope and survive. And we can actually learn coping skills and things to develop ourselves so we can get become actually even stronger and more resilient. It's kind of akin to when we have a broken bone and it heals and it can heal stronger. Uh, we've seen so many people who have had difficulty with coping with the everyday stresses of life and then become uh, almost incapacitated by some Mm -hmm. devastating trauma or some real severe adversities and then be able to really transform and rise above it. We've um, seen that even with the uh, genocide survivors in Rwanda where they had been, we saw them 12 years after the genocide, the first time. I've gone five years in a row, stayed a month at a time each time. And we've seen people who are debilitated, very wow. uh, still angry, depressed, traumatized, not able to function after being treated for the genocide trauma and rage and hurt and depression. They were transformed. And like one gentleman who was transformed after being debilitated after you know witnessing all the murders and also being uh, wounded himself after he was he said he was healed he was no longer having the flashbacks no longer having the nightmares he also wasn't dizzy and wasn't falling he could walk he came back to the orphanage and said i want to give back to the orphanage i want to take in two or three orphans now that i am well wow how incredible is that, really? I mean, uh, I can only imagine how powerful it must be to witness. Oh, it was just heartwarming. I think, you know, they were expressing so much appreciation and gratitude, but we felt uh, so honored and so much uh, gratitude. We learned so much from them, and it was so uh, exhilarating and heartwarming to see the transformation from people that you know, from children, adolescents, adults, and elderly to people who had been unable to function for so many years to be able to be transformed and then almost immediately wanting to look at even the children, how can I learn this so I can help others? Mm. And and that is really quite extraordinary. Yeah, and it really touches our hearts. And I think this is something... We see in day-to-day things, too, people who have 
really suffered from lifelong depressions, anxieties that have not been able to remit, being able to use a self-treatment and transforming their lives and then wanting to look at how they can actually help others. And then it gets them to a different level. They're Mm -hmm. focused outside themselves. They're focused on being of service and they experience a higher level of joy and elation than they've ever experienced before. It gives them a sense of purpose and meaning in their life again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that it can offer inspiration to all of us who suffer from what I'm going to call ordinary adversity or um, micro traumas that happen and things that, that occur in childhood because certainly we think to ourselves, well, if someone can recover from the experiences of living through genocide, there's hope for all of us. Yes, that's so true. In fact, when we brought the, uh, after five years, the Rwandans said, can you stay for a year to train people across the country? And I said, well, I can't really afford to do that. I have right. a trouble recovering from a month um, out of uh, practice to, to pay my bills and everything. So we had four of them come to Hawaii, and we had them help us with our project here where we uh, trained the Rwandans to become trainers, and Mm -hmm. then we had them uh, actually practice it. They stayed here for a month, and we had them practice while we had pro bono trainings for our providers who were with agencies that worked with the homeless or the underserved populations that didn't have funds to do a lot of things. So we were doing pro bono uh, trainings, and then we went to each of these agencies with the Rwandans helping to train and also helping to supervise the people that they had helped to train. And so they got to really experience it. And one of the things we noticed was that some of the people looked at them and you know, they were kind of like skeptical and looking at, well, I, I don't know whether this thing, you're just tapping on yourself and how can that help? And when the Rwandan who was working with them said, well, it has helped me, and they explained about their genocide trauma and how it transformed their lives, they looked at, oh my goodness, well, if it could help you, Mm-hmm. I think it could help me. And they were then open to really giving it a try, and they were just amazed at the transformation. Yeah, it's quite extraordinary. And and I know in my work, uh, a lot of times I have to overcome the skepticism. Um, you know, people think, what? How could that work? And sometimes... Um, People are too kind to say it, but I can see it in their eyes that they think, right. I don't know about this. So, you know, it, it's kind of funny that, and sometimes we start by tapping on um, the skepticism before we go to the issue. So Exactly right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we're getting ready to take a short break here, and we'll be right back with my guest, Dr. Carolyn Sakai talking about the extraordinary results we can achieve with energy tapping and overcoming adversity. Be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you, like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. 
That's drsanicola.com. Life is a journey which never gets easier. As we go through life, we just handle things better as we get to know ourselves. Listen for the Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli believes that each of us are pre-programmed with all the answers and tools we need to move through any situation life throws at us. It's discovering those tools and answers that will set us on the right path to enjoying and navigating life. Listen every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit DrSanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. We are visiting today with my expert in overcoming adversity using energy tapping, Dr. Carolyn Sakai. And, um, you know, as uh, we were going to break, Dr. Sakai, I was wondering, do you know if there are any other Kaisers that are using the energy tapping? I I think they ex, uh, have explored it. I think it will now be something that maybe more can look into, more agencies, now that we have the evidence-based approval. Mm-hmm. Um, that might uh, open doors because I, many agencies, I think, have had the reluctance until it becomes more of an evidence-based practice. Right, right. And I know you do some research. Mm-hmm. I know you do some research um, with this work as well, correct? We actually, I, I'm not a, a by uh, preference, I'm not a researcher, I'm a real clinician, but because we had so much problems with getting this going in uh, having it adopted in different places so that we can do it, that that's where we did like preliminary data. We did a Kaiser study to to validate what we're doing, including in taking some physiological measures. Then we um, later did the studies in Rwanda. We did uh, work with the orphans, and we had pre and post, and three months, six months, and one year follow-up. Mm-hmm. And we had then after that two randomized control studies with adult survivors genocide survivors in two different parts of Rwanda. Mm, okay. And are those um, published? So- yes, they've all been published. Um, and uh, where might we find them or where might I find them? <laughs> well, actually, the, the, um, you can get links to it from my website oh, at okay. www.tftcenter.com. Okay. And that they're um, they're all published in different journals, and also there is an excellent review of 51 studies of energy tapping done by Dr. David Feinstein, who used to be a clinical research professor at John Hopkins. He's not not there anymore, but he also wrote the foreword to my book, Overcoming Adversity. But okay. he did a meta-analysis of the energy, uh, psychology, all the studies, 51 of them, and 18 mm-hmm. of them were randomized control studies at the time he wrote them. There okay. have been more since then. Mm-hmm. And, and for my listeners, what that means is that it, it's scientifically validated, which also helps um, those of us who do this work uh, spread it to institutions and larger organizations who want to see that kind of information before they allow it to be used in their programs. So that's why I was asking Dr. Sakai about that. So, Right. And, and you know, it, it, when I first started doing this, when we didn't have any um, research yet, and I was uh, treating a person who was a heart scientist. I was very hesitant about, you know, getting into it because she's a heart scientist. So I kind of was generally explaining because nothing was working with her with traditional medicine. 
And then she had been referred to psychiatry and had some bad experiences there. And so I was telling her, well, this there's this rather strange therapy. And I explained that, you know, we can try it, and if it works, we'll then, you know, give you the protocols and you can be practicing it. And if it doesn't, we'll just forget it and move on. And she uh, liked that idea, and she had some... Um, a lot of somatic symptoms that weren't responding to anything. She had like an immediate response to it. She was just elated. And she told me the only criticism she had was that I called it strange. And I thought, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, well, I you know, thought it was uh, unusual. And she said, well, it isn't strange because... It's like what she does in her practice. You have a hypothesis, you check it out, and if it works, then you move forward, and if it doesn't, then you go back to the drawing board and you try something else. She said that's different than what she had been experiencing with, like, when she had gone to, um, she'd gone to a psychoanalysis first that they had sent her to, and she said they told her she had an electrocomplex, and she looked it up, <laughs> and she said, oh, that's hogwash, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. apply to her. So she went to a psychologist that was doing CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, and they were looking at the, trying to find her dysfunctional thoughts and attitudes and beliefs, and she actually didn't have dysfunctional thoughts. So she, uh, you know, wouldn't be able to do the homework, so they thought, well, maybe put her in a group of a CBT group, and that would be group pressure to have her do her homework. So she was in the group, she went a few times and was uh, scolded each time because she wasn't doing her homework. So she's a good writer, so finally she said, I'll just write one up. So she wrote one up, she made it all up, Brought it in, oh my goodness. read it out, and then everybody applauded, including the facilitators for the group. And then she told them this was all made up. And then she walked out and never went back. But oh. she said, that's strange. She said, this wasn't yes. strange at all to her. Well, I like that concept, and I'm going to borrow that, if I may, so I can oh, use course, it when I'm sure. introducing uh, the idea to to people, like I said, who seem a little skeptical. I, I won't use the word strange. I'll just use it as a ex- scientific experiment, testing right. our hypothesis. Yeah, because, you know, if it works, we, we continue, and uh, otherwise we move on. And the nice thing about the energy tapping is that it doesn't do any harm. You're just either tapping or massaging or mentally activating the mm-hmm. meridians. Right, right. That's certainly true. And that is, it can't hurt you, you know, if it doesn't do any harm. If it works, great. If it doesn't, as you say, we just discard it and move on. You yeah, know, there are um, some... Uh, there are some uh, medical practitioners, uh, like I, I know a person who learned the thought field therapy who was saying he's a medical practitioner. He said that he runs, he has a specialist that a lot of the referrals, then he has to run these very expensive tests to rule out different things. He said most of them come out negative. And he thought, wow, with a thought field therapy, what you can do is try it first. If they seem to have some reduction of symptoms, he'll have them work with it, come back in a week, and if they still have the symptoms, then he'll run the test. If they said, hey, wow, I don't have these problems anymore, I don't have these somatic issues anymore, then he won't run those tests. And mm-hmm. he said since he's been doing that, the hit rate for when he orders the test now is very high because most of them have an issue. Oh, and how ef- how much more efficient is that? That's incredible. Oh, and it saves the insurer's money and mm-hmm. it saves the client's money because the patients have to pay their co-payments with a lot of these tests. The co-payments are fairly high. Right. And it also saves them, I think, the emotional wear and tear of having to trudge around to have yet another test done that may be time-consuming, expensive, and not fruitful. Exactly. And if the underlying issue is stress, anger, frustration, hurt, resentment, trauma, then if we're working through those, we're treating the underlying cause of the symptoms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, 
Um, have you come across many people who won't do it or won't try it? Uh, very few because of my uh, practice. Most of them are referred by uh, doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, mm-hmm. and by word of mouth so that they're coming often with an open mind. When mm-hmm. I first started using it, when I was chief psychologist at Kaiser, there were people who were reluctant, so I would share with them stories that I knew of without, you know, any identification and with permission of people I could share the their success with it without any identifiers. So mm-hmm. I shared, you know, like if they're coming in with panic and looking at sharing with them person who had been using, uh, had asthma and panic attacks and using inhalers like seven to ten times a day, they were able to use this therapy and now they're using no inhalers and have no panic attacks and they've not had any panic attack for uh, over a year. And then they're looking at, uh, as they look at that, many people then said, well, um, and it, it's a self-treatment. It doesn't cost them anything to to do it. So mm-hmm. then they're willing to at least give it a try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I occasionally um, have run into people who seem unwilling to give it a try, and certainly not initially. Sometimes we have to sort of work up to it. <laughs> and, right. And, I think- and then, you know, sometimes they have an idea of what they would find helpful, and so um, I just go along with that and, and do that as, and get as much relief as we can from that. And then at that point, if they're then open to looking at something that might give them either more relief or more complete relief, then we can move into the thought field therapy. Right. And, and I think also, uh, if it's someone that, that is new in my practice, I think, you know, they don't know me. And sometimes the relational issues have to be more um, in place before they're willing to try something that seems kind of too new. You know, they right. need to trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it's, but when, when you see it in action, uh, it's pretty exciting. And it's pretty thrilling, really, to watch. Um, what people can achieve. Yes, it's, it, it's, it's something amazing. One of my uh, colleagues who uh, she was, uh, when she started, she got trained and I, I trained her and she subsequently was using the uh, thought field therapy. She said, I have never had so many spontaneous hugs from people in, mm-hmm. in, in her professional career because she said people just got so uh, elated and so joyous at, 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 at having their symptoms like chronic pain, uh, depression, severe anxiety, trauma with uh, flashbacks and nightmares, different things just remit just within minutes or within the first session of using it that they would just you know spontaneously jump up and you know try to and, give her a hug so she, right. it, that was just uh, amazing to see mm-hmm. that kind of reaction yes it's really really exciting and uh, uh, we are getting ready to take another short break here so we'll be right back with my guest Dr. Carolyn Sakai talking about overcoming adversity we'll be right back Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you, like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching Program by visiting drsanicola.com. 
This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. On It's Absolutely All About You, host Eileen Nunez bases her show on the forthcoming book of the same name. If you've been taught to hold your head high and keep your self-esteem in check, where do you go if you aren't yet achieving that goal? Each program is based on a chapter of the book and comes from Eileen's many years of experience in order to help you find your inner peace. Listen for It's Absolutely All About You, live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. My guest today is Dr. Carolyn Sakai, and we are talking about the practice of energy tapping in issues related to overcoming adversity. So, you know, we we were talking, um, Dr. Sakai, before the break about all of the ways in which we can use this powerful and exciting technique. And, you know, as a clinician, as I mentioned earlier, it's just so thrilling to see people get better quickly. Oh, it is. Yes. You know, and, 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 you know, I'm a long-term therapist. That's what I do. I know how to do that. I like doing that. But when people are suffering, um, I like to be able to help them feel relief from suffering quickly. And that's what uh, energy tapping does, I believe. Right. And it, it this and, is and what s- has been amazing because I think that I have never in my 45 years of doing counseling, have never seen anything this rapid nor this broad range. Uh, it, it just keeps working on so many different issues and so rapidly. And it's a self-treatment, so it's a very empowering therapy. Exactly. And, you know, one of the things that I really appreciate about it, and, you know, as I said, I I do a lot of long-term work, and and that's wonderful and good. But, you know, the way the mind is, we never know quite what's connected to what else. And with some of the um, energy tapping sessions that I've had, people end up, in a place they never imagined they would go relative to what emerges um, as opposed to the first issue. Like maybe we're tapping on not smoking and then something else pops up. Or, and, and I, don't, I have not yet seen another resource that so quickly illuminates some of these deeper connections, psychological connections, that we wouldn't get to otherwise, at least if there's a way, another way, I don't know what it is. Yes, this is most rapid, and I think it because it accesses it through the body memories, through mm-hmm. the somatic memories. And I was working with a, a person who had a, a phobia of elevators, and he was a, a Marine. And while we're working through the elevator phobia, he then flashed on, he had some thoughts that it might be connected to that, but his helicopter had been shot down, and mm. the door was stuck, and they, he knew they had only so much time to get that door open, so they were struggling to kick that door open and get that door open before the helicopter exploded. And so they were, it seemed like an eternity, they managed to all get out uh, safely, but that he realized that was uh, might have been related to the exacerbation of his elevator phobia. So mm-hmm. we then uh, switched and worked on that uh, helicopter trauma. And while we were working on that, 
all of a sudden he started crying like a little boy. And then he said he he was seeing the coffin clothes. He was uh, two years old when his father died, and he didn't understand that the father had died. And so he was trying to wake up father, and so he would, you know, just say, Daddy, 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 and they would pull him away. Then the father disappeared, and then um, he's at the funeral and doesn't realize that the the coffin with the open coffin is uh, where his father is until a grandparent lifted him up. And he saw his father there. So he's, it started screaming, Daddy, Daddy, wake up, wake up. And he's trying to reach out. So they take him out of that uh, funeral parlor. And he's yelling and screaming. Later on, they take him to where they're actually, he saw the coffin close, close and he's screaming because he thinks father's sleeping. Mm-hmm. And of then course. he later sees them throwing dirt on that coffin. And so this, this just popped out while he's working on the mm-hmm. the helicopter mm-hmm. door closed. Mm-hmm. And then and after he worked that through, and that was at zero, the no distress at all, no distress with the helicopter, no distress with the childhood trauma. And then he looked at the elevator and he just laughed. He said, oh, that's the silliest thing. <laughs> Even though That's... he had not been able to ride elevator, he would just walk up 35 flights of stairs oh, if he oh, had Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, that is such a powerful example, isn't it? That's just really amazing. And because naturally the two-year-old isn't going to have the words that the adult has. And so right. through uh-huh. this work, you can just sort of... Um, drill down further and further and further to get to the essence of the trauma. Right. You can get to the root underlying mm-hmm. causes, the root underlying traumas on mm-hmm. which these have maybe piggybacked. Exactly. Now, is that um, what you mean by saying that we can tap into our own healing systems? Yes. It's, it's fascinating because we have uh, people just spontaneously have come up for them what's related to it underneath, and then they can work that through. So it it allows them to be able to work through issues that uh, one person who I worked with who had had, I believe, about 50 years of psychoanalysis said in one session it was like uh, 50 years of psychotherapy. Uh, wow. with the psychoanalytic method because it you don't have to have say all these associations and have somebody pull them together to make sense out of it it's just while they're working and we were working with somatic symptoms because we got to actually pre-verbal uh, issues as well but these memories just would pop up little things little traces would pop up, little snippets of memories would pop up, and then we could access those and work that through. And, and it's and like, yeah, the body and mind working together to bring forth the information that needs to be processed to heal. Right, and it's like um, one of my guests recently said, you know, the body doesn't lie. The body never lies. And I think certainly that's true. And as we can access the body truth and the mind truth, that's the, where the real healing can come in. Right. And they're so intertwined. And mm-hmm. we can actually work from their thoughts or their beliefs, or we can work from the symptoms that they're holding in the body. Some people we have worked with uh, from their, uh, just from their body memory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I know some time ago I worked with a gentleman that um, I I was working with him in, in sort of a, I was trying to more or less triage because I thought he needed to be referred on for some very comprehensive evaluations and work because he had been suffering with uh, body and psychological trauma for at least 10, 12 years. And I had the idea that we needed to do more. And so I thought, well, let's just try a little tapping 
on these things, just with the idea, can we just make it better for right now? Well, to my shock and surprise, in about four sessions, his symptoms were gone. Oh, yeah. And, that's, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And it's just amazing because you can actually focus. We have some people who are not able to talk about, like I had a, 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 a refugee who was said she cannot talk about what happened to her, not even her own family knows what happened. And so we actually were able to work with just her focusing on the where she was feeling any distress, work with uh, thought field therapy, and we actually were able to remit all the symptoms so all her health parameters improved. And I think that's why we actually have a lot of doctors who are now referring patients for whom the traditional approaches and medications have not worked and they're not sure what exactly is going on, that they have referred them to see if this therapy might be able to access what's going on and be able to treat the underlying causes. And I think it's so interesting because for me, I'm usually the the referral of last resort, you know, from the, the patient's been through medications and evaluations and all kinds of treatments and not been helped much. And it's sort of like, well, okay, go see the psychologist right. and see what they can <laughs> right. do. We and it, it would be nice to, to do? you know. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. And then, you know, it's usually they're pretty surprised and in a few sessions, here we are uh, a lot better off. So that's, again, pretty exciting. Yeah, it, it's just been so amazing. And, and the thing that's really helpful, too, is as a practitioner, because we're showing them and doing it along with them whenever we're treating with thought field therapy, that we are at the same time treating ourselves. This right. was very useful, especially in, in uh, treating things like severe traumas, if you're working with... Uh, uh, severe abuse uh, situations, assault situations, and certainly when we're doing these deployments in Rwanda with the genocide survivors, what we're having is a lot of secondary trauma. Mm-hmm. And as we're being able to show them how to do the treatment, our own secondary trauma is being treated. And that's really powerful. It is. Mm-hmm. It has prevented burnout. We've uh, worked with a lot of providers who are close to burnout, and uh, after learning this, they're looking at they've got energy at the end of the day. They're mm-hmm. not feeling that heavy burden. They're not having those secondary traumatic images and thoughts and feelings recycling through their body. They've just got it cleared. Mm-hmm. And that's that's so interesting. And I, I noticed, I think in the EFT folks, they call it borrowing benefits. And um, um, I've had like maybe a spouse or another family member in a session with the person who's being treated. And I just use tell them, well, tap along with us. And they don't know, though so they just copy us. And afterwards, they'll say to me, well, I didn't tell you, but I had a headache when I came in. I don't have it now. Or I was, you know, my blood pressure, I could feel it was too high, but it's fine now. All kinds of things like that that are useful. So, Oh, yes. And actually, it enhances the power. We learned this from the Rwandans because when we're doing the treatments and some would take longer and some of the others are finished, so the providers would go over, uh, the uh, therapists would go over, and they don't have the same issues about uh, confidentiality that we mm-hmm, do. Mm-hmm. So they would go over and they would tap along with mm-hmm. the, the person and the uh, therapist who's working with them, and it enhanced the power. And so mm-hmm. we're looking at, of course, it increases the energy when you have that many people of course. Uh, tapping. And yeah. so it's something that when we were, uh, I was working with a woman who had been on 19 different pain medications, and we were able to get her off all the pain medications. And from with all the 19 different pain medications, her uh, subjective rating of the dish, the pain on a 0 to 10 scale, 10 being the worst, would only go down to an 8. And with the thought field therapy, she was able to get it down to a 3. Oh, and so with no medications. And, mm-hmm. and then she uh, asked, 
is there any way to get it even further? And I said, well, I shared with her what we experienced in Iran, and she said, can we try that? So I had uh, her husband come in with her, and also the uh, we asked for some PFT practitioners. They, you know, also confidentiality and everything, but mm-hmm. they came in to join us. So we had a group of us sitting in a circle. We did it with her. She was she just broke into tears. She's not an emotional uh-huh. person, but she broke into tears. She said she'd never thought she would ever experience being pain-free again wow. in her life. That, that's amazing. That's just beautiful. And we need to take another quick break, and we'll be right back with my guest, Dr. Carolyn Sakai. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you, like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories, resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Women's Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. We are visiting today with energy tapping expert, Dr. Carolyn Sakai. So uh, we've been talking about these really extraordinary benefits that people experience with these techniques, uh, Dr. Sakai. And I want to make sure that people know how to reach you and where to buy your book. Can you give us contact information, please? Yes, they can look on my website, which is www.tft, like Tom Frank Tom for Thought Field Therapy, tftcenter.com. Then there is information we have uh, access to some of the links to these research articles. We also have other things in case case history, some other things on the website. And the book, uh, Overcoming Adversity, How Energy Tapping Transforms Your Life Force Experiences, is a, available in Amazon.com, both in ebook and in paperback. And it is also in all the major bookstores. Great. Thank you so much. And I, I want to Thank you. Before we talk a little bit more about some of your work, I want to make sure I take the time to thank you for your your time and your wisdom today in sharing this really, truly powerful and exciting work that you do. 
Well, I want to thank you, Dr. Sanicola, for having me on the show. It's been delightful to talk to a colleague who uh, is also an energy um, practitioner. So thank you so much for having me. It's been delightful. It's my pleasure, and, you know, I'm always just tickled when I have the opportunity to speak with another psychologist who speaks my language. (laughs) Yes, right. (laughs) It's been really a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. And now, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, your thoughts on, uh, you mentioned uh, early on in our conversation about how people... After healing and experiencing really profound healing with this process, it sort of opens their heart and they want to go into service for others. You know, and that has been what inspired me to really put the book together, Overcoming Adversity, because it's post-traumatic growth. It's growth after being able to optimize our health. People feel that gratitude, and they feel that aliveness, and they want to share that. They want to be able to share their experience to help others, and as they do that and they get into service, they find and discover that get that gives them more purpose and meaning and it deepens the joy that they experience in life. And so they get even more into it and they get even more dedicated. There's so many people that have said they wanted to now go on missions, they want to do different things, they want to be able to help more people in their community it's a transformation because now they are healthy, they are grateful of being alive and being well, and they feel that energy and they want to be able to serve and help others. And that's, you know, that's really what it's all about. And uh, once again, I thank you so much for uh, your wisdom today. Thank you so much, Dr. Sanicola. It was a joy. Thank you. And I hope you will all join me next week when my guest will be life coach, author, and meditation teacher, Aura Nadrich. And we will be talking about her new book, Says Who. Please also visit and like my show's Facebook page, which is Dr. Linda Sanicola. Also, if this show has touched your heart or made a difference in your life, please consider a sponsorship or gift of financial support. And I leave you today with these words. Yesterday, I was clever, and I wanted to change the world. Today, I am wise, and I want to change myself. Thank you for listening. See you all next week. Thank you for listening. Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola can be heard each Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you join us again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.